0: Hello world, my name is Hannah, and this is my world, where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world, and welcome back. So, I wanted to share a conversation with you guys that I had with Anthony the other day that I thought was like, so profound. (laughs) Honestly, I I really enjoy my conversations with Anthony because it really allows us to reflect, reflect on ourselves individually, reflect on ourselves as a couple, reflect on ourselves as parents, reflect on ourselves as, you know, people, friends. You know what I'm saying? It just it's really nice to have somebody that you can truly just be authentic with. But that's not what this episode is about. So let me not go off on a tangent. We were actually talking about our parenting. I don't really recall what led to the conversation or how we got to where we were, but the the gist of it was talking about, you know, our children and being careful not to force one child to do what another child is doing. Um, that probably didn't make any sense. But like, for example, just because, you know, uh, AJ might be into soccer doesn't mean that we should force Skyland into soccer, too. And there's some parents who would do that. We were actually out with um, a set, uh, a couple, you know, friends of ours. Uh, I always never I really never know how to say that. Like a couple friends of ours or a, a, a couple who's a friend of ours. I don't know. <laughs> But hopefully y'all get what I'm saying. But we were out with some friends who are also a couple and they have children. And um, they were sharing with us how, you know, they were once upon a time trying to avoid the situation that they're currently in, which is that all of their kids have a different activity that they're into. So they find themselves like going everywhere all the time and constantly being busy because now we're just in a place in our lives where we are our kids chauffeurs okay and so they were saying that once upon a time they tried to have all of their kids in the exact same thing to avoid having to do that but they realized that that wasn't the best for the individual child and Anthony and I have learned the same thing now for those of you have who have been longtime listeners um you know that AJ, my son, is also a child actor. And so, um, you know, more recently, AJ has been, you know, been blessed uh, with opportunities to be on a couple of shows that you may be familiar with, uh, like The Big Leap and um, Chicago Med. And so because he is, he's, he, both of our children, first of all, have been, um, are assigned to an agent and have been since I think what Skylin was six AJ was four. AJ's first commercial was like at four and so it they've both been in it for a very long time however AJ has shown more interest in it Uh, Skylin not so much Uh, even for Skylin it was like she would rather do the pink the the print work um, versus you know doing any type of acting things but you know it's well let me slow down (laughs) Because I feel like I'm all over the place already and I really want to be, you know, um, want to get to the, the whole, the bulk of our conversation, which was like, yeah, our, we totally understood our friends because we were kind of doing the same thing. You know, um, Skylin started off with soccer first and she realized real quick, like I think she only did one season of it. That wasn't her thing. But AJ stuck with it. And AJ's been playing soccer since he was, I think, about four or five, whatever the age was where he could actually start playing. He's been playing ever since. And then he's found his love with flag football as well. And then his love for acting And and getting back to the whole acting thing you know skylin if she she is still signed with an agent so that if something came in for her We would ask her like, hey, Sky, do you want to do this? And it'll be like a yes or no. It's not something that, you know, she doesn't want to do completely, but she's not as interested as her brother is. And the whole reason why I brought up the whole acting thing was because a lot of times Anthony and I are asked, well, how is Skyland doing? You know, because they see that AJ is traveling. They see that AJ is, you know, booking these roles and everything. And so obviously, you know, um, People know that we're we have two children and they see that one child is doing something or one child is getting all the attention or, you know, whatever. And they think of the child who they don't hear as much about. And so it's just like, well, how is she dealing with it? How is she coping? Is she excited? You know, it's almost like, hey, parents trying to alarm you to make sure that you're checking on the other child. Um, But what some people may not realize already about Anthony and I is that we thought about that. You know, I thank God for the wisdom to think about that, to make sure that both kids were good with everything that was going on. And so in doing so with Skylin, we made sure that we focused on her interests and what she likes we made it known that like hey just because your brother's doing this doesn't mean that you have to also i do think that there was probably a time where you know skylan may have felt some kind of way um and but she didn't like fully express it but you know as as parents you know you have this this instinct about like something's up with my child or whatever um but it's it's something that she said you know where she was just like oh you know I I want to book like do they not want to book me I was like well Skyla you have to audition you know um in order to book something you know so it was almost like there was a time where when I think when AJ's um career in acting started to pick up a little bit more and he started to book a little bit more frequently that she was just like hmm but if you ask her now she's like no that's not really what I want to do because it it really isn't Skylyn is more into art she is into expressive art she's into drawing into painting and so now she's taking art classes which she loves and then um, she loves chorus she brought home the permission slip herself and was like, You know, can I do this? And so she has chorus now, she has tennis. I mean, they both keep us very active uh, with the things that they do, but we've realized that like we can't have them in the same thing out of convenience for ourselves. Or to Anthony's point in our conversation, he was saying how it's not even just about always putting your kids in the same thing out of convenience for you and not wanting to have to go be all over the place. But it's also some parents will keep their kids in the same thing because they feel that they have to keep them on the same level. And that was like a ooh moment for me, like, mm, I see, tell me more, you know, because um, I felt him on that because I, I think that that's something that we do. And it's not just something that we do with our children, but it's something that we do as leaders as well with the people who we are over or we oversee you know you have one person who's very creative who doesn't really and i I don't know shade to those who may move at a different pace but i think there's a difference between moving at a different pace from your colleagues and then also having a mediocre or a complacent spirit right because there's a difference between complacency and content and I've talked to you guys about that in a podcast in an episode before and you know it's probably something that's always going to keep coming up to make sure that we're not getting complacent um with the things that we're doing but to actually find contentment having that mindset of lord if you didn't do anything else You've blessed me enough already. Like, I'm content where I am. But if you have me to go further, I will go. You know, if you want me to scale it back, I will scale it back. But just like Paul said, he, you know, he knew what it was like to to be full and he knew what it was like to be hungry. But in either place, he was content because he knew that God was always going to supply his need no matter what his status or level was. That's contentment. Complacency is just being like, I'm going to just settle here. I would like to have more, but I'm going to settle for this right here because too much is given, much is required. Don't really want that extra responsibility, so I'm going to stay right here. Or that mediocre mindset of where it's just like, oh, it's okay to be average, and it is. It's okay if that is what you are called to be, if that is what, but again, it's a mindset thing. It's a mindset of being like, oh, I'm okay with, with average, meaning like I'm okay with this level that I'm on right now, because regardless to what level I'm, I'm at, I know that God is always with me. There's a difference between that. And I feel that even as leaders or as parents, we sometimes look at the, Look at the, the people that, that we get the privilege of being an overseer for, and sometimes it's like, you know, oh, I I want to make everything equal. Well, no, is it really about making everything equal or making everything equitable? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between equality and equity, and a lot of the times I feel like because we're trying to make everything equal, the people who may be at a faster pace are being held back because the other people that you're grouping them with is moving a bit slower and so you're trying to make things equal and not equitable by holding somebody back in order for the other person to catch up so that they can be on the same playing field and so everybody can feel the same but that's not life and that's not how things are supposed to go. And as parents, we really have to be aware of that with our children because you could be holding one child back because of the fact that you're afraid of them surpassing another or afraid of one child feeling less than or inferior because their sibling is doing better. But that whole mindset of feeling inferior or feeling less than, feeling not enough, feeling not unqualified, all of those are learned behaviors. That's not something that's an, an individual is is born with you are not just born into thinking you're inferior that's something that you learn because of how you're treated and a, a person's first teacher is their parent so what a, what are you saying as a parent to your child for your child to even feel that way for your child to feel inferior to their brother or their sister you know for a child to feel less than or not enough or i'll never be good enough for mom and dad or i'm always going to be the black sheep of the family family i have heard so many people say things like that i have heard family members say that friends say that that they've always felt less than than their sibling or that you'll have this one sibling who's greater y- you guys know i'm a big disney fan and every now and again i'm gonna drop some gems from, from a movie but i'm telling you if you have not seen that movie in yet please go and watch it i believe it is still on disney plus check it out because That movie, to me, there's so many good nuggets that can be pulled from it. And yes, I'm about to quote it right now. But in the movie, and I'm sorry if it's a spoiler alert to you, you guys got to go and see it. But there's a part where... Mirabelle, who is like the main character, she is showing jealousy or envy um, against her sister, Isabella, because Ila- Isabella has the gift to make flowers bloom, right? To, to grow things. And so, you know, Isabella is is perceived as being this perfect graceful golden child like mirabelle even refers to her sister as a golden child you know and it's like where did that come from mirabelle why do you think that your sister is a golden child is it because of how everybody's treating her and when you watch the movie you guys will understand why she says that but there's a point in the movie where she really has a conversation it's more of a song with her sister where she realizes that her sister is not who she's always perceived her to be. Her sister felt that she had to live up to the hype of everybody else thinking that she's perfect and that she's the golden child. And for her, it was tiring. For her, it's just like, oh my gosh, I just want to be. I just want to be me, free to be me, not to have to hold up to the standard. And I I believe I recently talked to you guys or was having a conversation with my friend Kia on on another podcast, or not another podcast, but another episode where we were talking about becoming unraveled, even I fall um, victim to the whole art of projecting or perception and, you know, pers- thinking how I feel people perceive me because of things that people have said. And now I, I have, you know, taken on this burden that I should never have picked up where I think that I have to live up to the hype that other people perceive me as. But that also has a little bit of projection because it's like, okay, people say this, but Hannah, you don't have to take on what people say about you. But it's the same thing for children. When we say things to our kids, which is why we got to be mindful of our mouths, of our tones and the things that we say. But when we're speaking to our children, we have to be very careful what we're speaking over them because there are there is power in the tongue our words have power our words give life or they can speak death you know they can speak defeat to someone and so we have to be very careful even with our kids what we're saying to them because they will grow up feeling some kind of way whether it's towards a sibling or towards a friend but feeling less than because it's like oh i was never good enough i couldn't do this i'm not as good at sports as my sister or my brother or i'm not as good at music and my parents are always talking about oh this like be careful yes brag on your kids but make sure that you bragging on all of them and that you're not bragging on one more than the other but also make sure that even if you do have one that's excelling because you know my kids i feel like they're they are both on the gifted <laughs> um spectrum but they're on opposite ends aj can pick things up rather quickly he has an understanding beyond his years with things um does that mean that my my child is like super has like these super intelligence or this iq that's off the charts I don't know because he's never actually been tested for his IQ, I don't think, but I mean, but for the most part, AJ picks things up quickly. He has a very quick understanding of things, but it's it's also a very mature understanding understanding that he has where he can hold a conversation with an adult he will ask the questions and you can tell that he is all but nine years old but at the same time you're like did i really just have this conversation with this nine-year-old because he's a thinker he's a processor and he really wants to understand he's not just asking just to ask but he really wants to know for knowledge skylin is the same way however skylin also she is also a processor but the way she processes at a slower pace You know and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with how she processes I honestly feel that she is more like me than anything because for me some things go over my head and I have realized that like there's a piece of me obviously in both of my kids because with AJ he and I are very literal people and sometimes when you're saying stuff to us it could go right over our head because we are literal thinkers and we're just like wait what does that what are you trying to say what does that mean and Anthony laughs at it because he's just like that's your son because I just had he'll talk to me about a conversation that he had but Scotland is also like me because I am a processor I need time to really convey the information that you're giving to me for me to give you an answer or for me to be able to to give some thought to what I say I don't like to just talk just to talk which is probably why I don't like just talking on the phone but I I want to actually have a a a good response, a well-thought-out response. Not because I'm trying to be, oh, this well-thought-out thinker, but no, because it's just like, I want what I said make sense. (laughs) It makes sense to the person that I'm talking to. And so with my children and them having different learning styles and, and different coping mechanisms and dealing with things differently, I've had to realize that, you know, I have to love them in different ways. You know, just like how there's that book out, the five love languages and, and how you should know the love language of your spouse or your significant other to know that it's not loving them the way that you receive love, but to love them the way that they receive love, the way that they need to be loved because the way that they need to be loved is the way that they receive it. You can't give it the way that you receive it unless it's the same way that they receive it, right? But it's the same way with children. And there's a book out there, of knowing the the love languages of your child because you have to love them in their love language and i feel that if we do that if we're aware of our children's love languages and we love them accordingly to their love language that as they are growing and excelling in their own rights and in their own things we are able to kind of balance or met ma- or better manage you know that acceleration where one does not feel less than than the other because they shouldn't and they will actually praise and affirm each other because it's like man you're doing your own thing in in your own right and you're you're walking your own path in your trail and they'll say the same thing about the other and this brings me back to Romans 12 um where you know God is is telling us about the different gifts that we we each have have our own gift in in this walk right some of us have the gift of serving some of us have the gift of teaching some of us have the gift of encouragement like we all have our own gifts but each of our gifts serve a purpose each of our gifts has has a place and just because one I'm sorry, y'all. Even though I be putting my phone on vibrate, I forget that I have alarms (laughs) and my alarms go off in the middle of the podcast. But this just makes this more authentic. (laughs) And y'all know me. I'm so sorry. But as I was saying, we each have our own gifts, right? we each have our own our own talents our own skills that we were given if you are gifted with the the gift of teaching then you should teach if it's to be an encourager then encourage if it's to serve then serve if it's to preach then preach whatever it is that that is your gift and that is what you're supposed to do and just because i may have the gift of teaching My brother doesn't necessarily have to have the gift of teaching, too. My brother has a different gift. He's gifted in another area, but all of it serves a purpose. It even talks to us in um, 1 Corinthians. It tells us about how, you know, there's one spirit, but there's all different spiritual gifts that are given. But each of them serve the purpose for the body. Just like how there's one body, but there's many parts. And no one part should say that it's better than the other. Like the foot can't say to the hand, and this is in the scripture, foot doesn't say to the hand, I'm not a hand, so you know I have no purpose. No. Or the ear can't say that I'm not an eye, so I'm not a part of the body. No, you are a part of the body, and your gifting is to hear. Without an ear, we would not be able to hear. Without the eye, we would not be able to see. Without the foot. But we would not be able to walk each part has its own purpose each part is needed for the one body it's the same thing with our children our children have different gifts our children excel it in different ways our children are going at different paces just because one child is at a, is at a sprint in this season in their life and the other child is at a walk it's okay, we don't have to maneuver things to make it equal that we hold one child back and not allow that child to excel in their calling and in their assignment in life because we're trying to not make the child that's walking right now feel bad. I, I feel like it It can actually backfire with you trying to hold the one child back just so that the other child doesn't feel inferior. I think in, in some ways you're even highlighting that other child's difference and and saying that there's something wrong. And then because you're holding the the other child back, now this child never gets to know their full power or their full possibilities of what they can do. We got to be careful about these things. Like we have been given these children as our responsibility to oversee them and protect them and to help them identify who they are and their purpose in life. We're supposed to help them, help guide them there. But if we're holding them back or we're making them feel less than, it's going to take them that much longer to reach that destination. And we got to be careful. We even have to ask ourselves, and sometimes we do, and, 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 and it turns into regret, but you shouldn't regret anything because regardless to the pathway that you traveled in life, God always had detours because he knew what was going to happen. Nothing that happens in our lives surprised him. He knows every inch of it. And in, in his blueprint, the map, the plan that he says that he knows for us, that he has for us to prosper us and to bring us to an expected end, there are detours all up and through there, okay? Because he knows that sometimes things are going to happen. So he's already built a way for us to still get to the promise to still get to our prepared place but of course we have to surrender to his will and surrender to his guidance to figure out where that detour is to figure out how do we get back on track and it's the same thing with our kids we got to be careful and mindful that we are not projecting on our children that we're not trying to make them meet the expectations that we feel that they should meet, that we should try to force them. Unless God has told you, like, giving you this wisdom or discernment to say, no, all of your kids are supposed to do this. Because we look at families like the Jacksons, right? They all went into singing. But that was something that was spoken, you know, to to joe jackson that he realized when he saw i think it was randy who was playing playing the guitar and then they all started singing he was like it's something here but it was all of them that were singing that made him say that there was something there or look at you know um i'm gonna refer to the movie king richard and how he had this 72 page plan for his girls but that was because he got a he got a hold of a vision what is the vision that you see for your children and make sure that it's a vision from God. And it's not just you seeing what other people are doing say, Oh, my kid's going to do that too. Because not everybody is the next Venus and Serena. You know what I'm saying? And as a matter of fact, they're not even to be venus and serena because venus and serena are their own individual people they are who they are but who's going to rise up next in that sport and in that field to surpass the things that they have done who is that person you know i don't want to say that that my child is the next so-and-so because no so-and-so had their path and had their destination to walk and to go in my child has his own and her own they have their own individual things she is going to be the next she is going to be skyland sherelle jenkins he is going to be Anthony Braylon Jenkins. Like, they are going to be who they were called to be. And just because they are siblings does not mean that they have the same pathway. They have different things, different interests. I think it's so cute because, you know, AJ talks about opening up his own restaurant one day. That's one thing that he he's always said that he wants to do. And and Skylon wants to open up her own, you know, art shop. At least that's where their mindsets are right now. And she's talked about how she wants to live in New York, and he's talked about how he wants to live in California. I'm like, y'all do realize that you're talking about living on opposite ends (laughs) of the United States, right? And and because Skylin was like, or AJ was saying, you know, I'll I'll cook for you and I'll bring you food. I was like, how you gonna send that food to her? Like, do you realize how far apart y'all talk about living? But it's cute to watch my kids imagine it's cute to see them you know think big and to think about the things that they want to do and not feel like they got to do the same thing as each other and so i am happy to see that i'm happy to know that you know i really caught a hold of the wisdom wisdom and anthony's really caught a hold of the wisdom and that together our in our parenting we are supporting our kids and celebrating them for their individual wins, for the things that they're doing and teaching them how to celebrate each other, but letting them both know that, hey, you are both loved equally. We are super proud of each of you and the things that you're doing, and we are here to help you. And so I just wanted to share that with you all today because you know, sometimes we as parents, we don't know always know best, and it's okay to take some nuggets from from other other places to to really understand how how to parent because there really is no manual no perfect written manual like this is how you do it this is how you parent your kids it's all trial and error why because each child is different coming from the exact same parents each child is different How you train up one is not necessarily how you train up the other. You may instill the same principles, values, and beliefs and faith into your children, but how you do it is different because they receive and they learn differently from one another. They are two individuals or three, however many children you may have. They are each individual in an individual person in their own right. And so we have to be willing to understand that the way that we were raised is not necessarily the same way that we should raise our children because for one, it's a whole different generation. Okay, there there is a whole different generation between me and my children. So what worked for my mom and dad with me doesn't necessarily work for my kids. One, those were two set two different sets of parents. I was a different child, even though there's a piece of me inside of AJ and inside of Skyland. They also got a piece of their daddy and then they also got their own personality mixed into that as well. So it's like it's a whole different person from who was brought up when I was growing up. So I have to, yeah, there's some things that that my parents did that I think that is still great that works for my kids but then I have I also have to be mindful and discerning that my kids are being raised up in a different generation and there's some things that I you know I can see for myself that were a hindrance to me my parents did the best that they could with what they had and so right now I'm doing the best that I can with what I have with my children and so it's just but it's understanding all of that And it's knowing that you may not always know best. You know what I'm saying? Be open to hearing what other people may have to say. And that does not mean that you have to just take what they say for word and, oh, I'm going to start doing this. No. But hear what they have to say and ask yourself, hmm, would that work in my household? Would that work for my child? Let me give it a try. Or you know what? Uh Uh-uh, that's not going to work because my child is like this and I already know. Like, you have wisdom for your child. You were chosen to be their parent for a specific reason because there was something in you that your child needed. So always trust that what you're doing is right, but also be open to 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 new possibilities or to even reflect and say, "Okay, am I doing this? Is this working? Can I try something else? Lord, give me the wherewithal to know so anyways just wanted to share that with y'all i hope that you were blessed by the episode today it's always my prayer that you do and i love your feedback so please continue to send your little listener letters to hannahsworld 0 at gmail.com or you can hit me up in my dms um, at hannahsworld 0 on ig but until next time peace out world